Hey, it's Dr. Infantino. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we're gonna dive into a topic that is something I hear about all the time. People come to the office and they're frustrated, they're trying to lose weight and it's just not working and they're like, I don't get it, Doc. What am I doing wrong? And what we're gonna do is dive into why it's difficult to lose weight, even if you're doing everything right. And when I say right, I mean, you know, the keto, the paleo, the intermittent fasting, counting points, all the things that have worked in the past, if they're not working, here's why. So stick around, we're gonna talk about some really cool stuff today. I'm gonna start off with a story. I'm gonna tell you a story about a lady named Ann, a patient of ours. And Ann came in, gosh, this is a couple years ago now, and she laid everything out on my desk. And she said, hey doc, I don't get it. She gave me her personal training records, her, her, her macros, her micros, her everything, you name it. She, kept, she tracked everything. And on paper, I looked down at this and I'm like, Ann, uh, what you're doing is perfect. So you could imagine the look on her face. Now I'll give you a little background. Anne was in her late 50s, uh, had gone through menopause, had, had a couple kids, always in really good shape, never had any problems with her weight. And then she said, you know, when I, once I hit my late 40s, I started holding weight and it was just harder and harder and I'd have to work harder to keep the weight off, right? So I'd have to eat less, I'd have to avoid the carbs, I'd have to exercise more. And she goes, eventually I got to a point where no matter what I did, it just wouldn't make any difference. So she was dialing it down to like, five to 800 calories, uh, only protein. So you can imagine her frustration. So here's the thing with Anne and with so many people that I see these days, what it boils down to are hormones, fat burning hormones versus fat storage hormones, right? Because here, think of it this way. Here's fat burning, here's fat storing. If these things are balanced, like they are for most of us throughout the course of our lives, it doesn't really matter what you do to lose weight. You could do keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, cabbage soup diet, Atkins, like, Honestly, any of them will get fat-burning hormones higher than fat-storage hormones. The challenge for Anne and most people, particularly as we get older, we're tempted to blame it on age. It has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is the fact that their fat-storage hormones are high, right? So for Anne, this was the issue. Now, what does that mean? Well, here's the thing. The first thing that'll cause high fat storage hormones is if your gut is out of balance. Now when I say out of balance, what do I mean? Well, there should be about 100 trillion healthy bacteria in your gut and three to 500 strains in general. The challenge for most people that have this, you know, as far as difficulty losing weight is the fact that when your gut is off, the bacteria don't digest food well. So one symptom they'll start to get eventually is like bloaty or food sensitivities. But if you don't digest food well, your pancreas sits downstream and says, hey, I'm gonna help digest food by pumping out what? Insulin. Insulin's a powerful fat storage hormone. So what ends up happening? Well, insulin levels go up, that's a fat storage hormone. What happens next? Well, to be honest, this is kind of stressful to the body. And if you don't have enough good gut bacteria, you tend to increase another hormone called cortisol. You might've heard of that one. Cortisol is another powerful uh, fat storage hormone. You might've heard of the whole fight or flight thing. That's where cortisol comes in. If you're stressed, your body says, hey, let's hold fat. Now, why does your body think to hold fat if you're stressed? Well, stress a thousand years ago was a little different. Stress then meant, well, I probably don't have enough food or enough shelter. So what do you do without enough food or shelter? What does your body think? It goes, well, I'm gonna need some fat to get through hard times. But your body doesn't know the difference between you know, traffic and finances and kids and you know, all the different things that happen. So if your gut's a little off, cortisol can be high, that's another fat storage hormone. Um, other things, by the way, that increase fat storage hormones, cycles of diet. Every time you go on a diet, it's kind of the same idea. A thousand years ago, a diet meant what? I just don't have enough food. So again, your body will increase cortisol for that reason to go out. I better protect her from the next famine. So if you compound a gut that's off, which 
How common is that? Well, the people I've tested over the years, I mean, almost everybody's gut is off. Why? One round of antibiotics would kill 80% of the good guys in your gut. Right? So if you think about that, if you lose 80% of them for a round of antibiotics, and here's the kicker. I've had patients come in who, you know, they, they had rounds of antibiotics for, as a kid for things like, you know, I don't know, tonsillitis or sinus infection or whatever, and have had challenges with their weight ever since, just for the reasons I'm explaining. So people will come in and they'll say, yeah, you know, I've had bladder infections, or I had this, or I've had a few, more, probably more than average number of antibiotics. Well, again, you kill the bad guy, or the good guys, bad guys grow. We'll talk more about those guys in a little bit. But ultimately what ends up happening is this. Now you've got insulin, cortisol, high. Those are fat storage hormones. So what happens? Well, Anne's like, all right, I'm going to diet. Great. She diets, does her thing, and fat-burning hormones go up. But if they don't go higher than fat storage hormones, what happens? Exactly, nothing. So you've got to double down and work harder. So now we've got things like HCG or semaglutide or, you know, ozempic. Like, okay, maybe those will force the issue, and you get fat-burning hormones finally higher than fat storage hormones. Well, what's the problem? Even if it works, can you keep it up? No, that's like insanity. It's just like such hard work. So what's the answer? Well, I think the common sense approach is instead of trying harder to burn fat, try to restore healthy balance. By doing what? Yeah, exactly. By getting your gut right, for one. Um, I know that you know, we hear a lot about that these days, but what I'd like to do is just give you some really simple, practical ways to do it. When, it, when your gut is off, so think of it this way. You normally have this many good, healthy bacteria in your gut and this much yeast and bad guys. Right? That's pretty normal. One round of antibiotics, again, kills the good guys. Over time, by the way, you have 3,000 chemicals in our food supply. Uh, so that'll kill off the good normal flora. Antibiotics in our food will do it. Um, medications will do it. Lots of things are waging war on the good guys. So the bad guys start to grow. What are the bad guys? Yeast, those kind of things, right? So what do yeast do in your gut? Well, yeast do the exact opposite. They don't digest things. They, they kind of ferment things. And when they ferment things, they make bad byproducts, ethanol and acetaldehyde. And look, you don't have to remember that. But here's what happens, but, you know, just to give you an idea of what's going on in this person's body, which, you know, you, if you're experiencing these things, it's very likely the cause of the weight gain. And by the way, the weight gain is a symptom of this. It's not the problem itself. That's why the average woman in this country is on a diet 28 years of her life, right? Because it's symptom management. Just like if your blood pressure is high and you don't get healthy enough to not have high blood pressure, what ends up happening? Well, you take blood pressure medications forever. And it's honestly the same idea when it comes to this stuff. Ultimately, if you have bad guys in the gut and they're pumping out toxic chemicals, it goes into your blood, it goes to the liver, clogs up the liver, which is your only fat-burning organ. We'll talk about that next time. But for now, just realize that as the, the gut is off and the bad guys pump out toxic chemicals, we start to feel tired, achy, bloaty in particular, and now, of course, fat storage is high. So here's the bottom line. To get this back in balance, a couple things are super helpful. Number one, we want to starve the bad guys. Right? So the yeast love what? Processed grains, sugar, lactose, alcohol. Now I know that's not making me very popular, but the reality is this. If you're trying everything to lose weight and you're doing the things that should work and they've worked for you in the past, then I would suggest after 30 years of doing this and literally thousands of people, the, the number one thing that is slowing you down is almost certainly your gut is off. So Starve the bad guys by getting rid of, again, processed grains, dairy, sugar, white flour, those kind of things. Increase things that feed the good guys, right? So whole foods, basically, right? Think lots of veggies, um, lean proteins, healthy fats, avocados, olive oil, coconut oil, butter. Um, whole grains are fine, like brown rice, wild rice, lentils, quinoa. 
just avoid things that become sugar in the gut quickly. That will kill off the bad guys. In addition, what do you want to do? Well, feed the good guys, right? So there's lots of prebiotics out there. There's lots of probiotics out there. I'm a big fan of good probiotics. Um, you know, we use a line ourselves that we like, but the bottom line is this. Think of it in terms of get rid of everything bad, feed everything good. Once you're able to digest food better, the pancreas will stop pumping out so much insulin. And that's why keto works, right? That's why everybody's a keto maniac these days, because they're like, well, if you just don't eat sugar. Usually what's happening, at least to the people I see, is you're just starving the bad guys. So they're like, wow, my digestion's a little better. I'm starting to lose a little bit of weight. But the problem is, who wants to do keto forever? The idea is restore gut flora, fix the problem, restore balance of these fat-burning versus fat-storing hormones, and then you get your body to work the way it worked years ago, right? It, see, here's the thing. It's not because you're older that you're, it's harder to lose weight. It's that if you live long enough in this country, the reality is you're going to increase fat storage hormones because our guts do become out of balance, right? We've waged war on healthy bacteria. You know how you hear about um, you know, E. coli outbreaks in spinach, for instance? Well, now our vegetables are radiated. Things are pasteurized, homogenized, sterilized. Everything we eat is dead. And when you add to that antibiotics in food, well, it's no wonder most people's guts are off. Which, by the way, those healthy gut bacteria do some other things. They make B vitamins for energy, which is why if you go to a weight loss clinic, what's the first thing they typically want to do? Pump you full of B12 shots, right? Um, well, they, they lower blood pressure. They lower cholesterol. They stabilize all sorts of processes. They make serotonin, which is what keeps us in a good mood. Serotonin is converted into melatonin, which is what? Helps you sleep. So most people that I see have all these things, and they don't know that they're all connected to one area, getting your gut right. So try those tips. Um, I promise they will help. Give it a couple weeks, at least two to three weeks of eliminating all the, the bad stuff. Start getting good, good quality probiotics in your diet, um, along with whole healthy food. And honestly, forget calories. Don't try to out-diet this. You don't, so you gotta heal first. When you get everything working properly, then your body and your metabolism cranks back up again. You start burning fat and live happily ever after. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if you have any questions, you know, I'd love to answer them. We'll answer them on a future podcast. Make sure you subscribe, click the link below. Um, we're gonna add more and more good, great, great content. Not good, great. I'm gonna dive into liver health. We're gonna dive into all the things that help ramp up the metabolism, right? Because here's the thing, if you wanna live life on your own terms, which means healthy, energized, at the weight you wanna be, out enjoying life with your kids and friends and family, you gotta be a bit of a rebel, right? And ultimately, if you do what everybody else is doing, you're gonna get the same result. We spent half a trillion dollars on weight loss in the last 10 years, we're heavier and sicker than ever. So what I'm gonna be sharing with you in the future are things that really help you dial in how to live outside of that, almost like pluck you from that matrix. So you're like, all right, I'm not l looking for like, what's the next diet? I'm getting healthy enough to not need one. That's the key.